you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. It is Ashley and I, um, but we are just graced by the presence of the real <laughs> Dale Moss, which uh, yeah. is very exciting because I feel like as someone He's an exclusive who, guest to get. This is an exclusive <laughs> guest to get. I'm so excited to talk to Dale. And I, Dale and I have actually met. We'll talk about this in a second. But the reason why I think I am so stoked is because even though you have sort of catapulted in like bachelor nation and fame and other amazing projects that you've done on your own you still very much have like this mystery surrounding you i think i don't know would you say that ashley like i feel like there's a lot about you that people don't know which would be fun to like uncover today i think totally because i feel like you guys really just did interviews right after the show and then You've guys, you guys have been really private since, so it's it's feeling very exclusive to have you on here. I love I love the privacy. It's so Beyonce and and Jay Z, but it's also like <laughs> let's I. It's fun to get to know you in the context of like who just who you are outside yeah. of Bachelor Nation, not like you know with as Claire. A yeah, not as a couple because that's how like people know you as. But anyways, so Dale, yeah, we met what eight years ago now. Yeah, I think uh, eight years ago, uh, I was living in LA at the time, mm-hmm. uh, in between teams and, and training in the off season. Uh, it's amazing how uh, how time flies, but also uh, wow. it's amazing to see all the things that you've done uh, since first meeting. So um, it's it also just things come full circle, right? I know it's so wild. I we met because like you were living with someone that my roommate was like friends with sort of like I think hooking up with like once or twice <laughs> was that is that that's how that's how we met yeah, right someone from actually uh from my home uh from my home state in South Dakota um I was I was playing with Chicago uh but I was out in LA um in the off seasons and uh, you know I, I I fell in love with the LA lifestyle mm-hmm. a little bit um also like I always wanted to get into film uh and entertainment I went to school for video production and digital production so Big picture, my dream is to eventually direct. Um, I, I just think that storytellers have, um, you know, they have a gift and can really change and influence culture in a major way. So mm-hmm. that's what uh, brought me out to L.A. But um, I ended up going out to New York for different projects with my agency. And uh, I think New York got me. I've been out there six years. That's wild. I can't believe you've lived in New York six years. Yeah, it's. Uh, I love it. It's not the end all be all, that's for sure. Okay. Um, but right now it's good. So then so, what's the end all be all you think? You feel like you want to live outside of a big city? 
Um, I mean, I grew up in South Dakota, so I'm yeah. a small town, but I, I love the city. Um, I think everything, I kind of fall in love with every place I go a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I, I've grown to love LA a lot more. I know I'll be out there a lot more um, in the future for projects. Um, for me, though, if I can have a beach and sun, that's the number one thing. Yeah. So. Uh, I could see myself making uh, my way back West Coast, but I love Florida too. Um, oh, I'm a huge fan of Florida! Nice. Well, I'm from Florida. I don't know if you know that. So, yeah, that's a fun fact. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Boca, but well, let's talk about where you grew up because you grew up in South Dakota. Like, what was it like growing up in South Dakota for you? Are there black um, people in South Dakota? <laughs> I was I was one of the few actually uh, until I think my sophomore year in high school. I was the only. Uh, the only black kid in my entire school. So no uh, it wasn't, way. Yeah, your so entire it, school. That's that's crazy. School. Yeah. So it wasn't very diverse. But um, I always say I I love where I grew up. Um, we moved to South Dakota uh, when I was really really young, um, and it was it was it's interesting how far we've come, um, even in the midst of everything in media, just uh, culturally and. Uh, socially, but it was very, very segregated. I mean, for the longest, I remember, like, I couldn't go sleep at my friends' houses until like third grade. They thought I was like the bad black kid. Uh, Or, you know, and I think like a a lot of things are just people weren't exposed to different cultures, different religions, different things like that. Um, But sports um, and also my older sisters were, were very instrumental in breaking down a lot of those barriers. Um, And I think it, it it just allowed people to see, um, not only myself, but my entire family um, in a little bit different light. Uh, my sister Amber is, uh, she's unbelievable. Um, and she's five years older than me. And um, she really broke down a lot of barriers. She's uh, the reason I'm so involved with Special Olympics now. Um, but her spirit and her soul is is just beautiful. Um, and then sports, obviously, it was a big thing for me. Um, and I think, uh, you know, not only having success with that, but being in a community where everyone really rallied around and supported people, um, made a huge difference, but it was, it was chill. I, my, my town was like 8,000 people, um, you know, farm community. So it was, uh, it was definitely different. Um, but again, as I got older, sports really brought me to a lot of different areas of the country and the world. So, um, I, I got to see a lot outside of the state for sure. How old, how um, many kids were in your school? Uh, I had 200. We actually had a decent sized school. I had 200 in, in my high school at the time. <laughs> That's wait, so wait, tiny. Wait, just 200 <laughs> people? Just 200. I mean, wait, there's not even what? a million people in the entire state. There's not there's even how many people? people in the, uh, there's not even a million people in the entire state of South Dakota. So Wait, you could uh, literally have a wedding with the, everyone that went to your high school. <laughs> it's like how many I, people? I know, I know. The thing that's so so special about it, though, um, I still have the same friends I've had since, so you know, cool. kindergarten, first grade, like, uh, my homies, Matt and like Chris, like we're all still like this. Um, so whenever I go back home, uh, two of my sisters and my dad still lives there. Um, it, we pick up like, you know, nothing has ever changed. So that's something that's special. And most people don't ever get experience. That's insane. So can you talk about your family dynamic? Okay. We know you have two <laughs> sisters. Were your mom and dad together throughout your childhood? Yeah. My, so my parents were together uh, for 40 years. Uh, my mom passed away in 2017. 
Um, but she definitely lived a life in full. So uh, I, I was very fortunate. We were very fortunate to have um, both of our parents in the picture. Um, early on, my dad wasn't always in the picture. Uh, just life was going through different addictions and things like that. Um, so my mom had to really, you know, really hold it down. But um, I think that's also just as kids, we took on a lot of responsibilities at a young age, uh, which has helped us so much later on in life. You know, we just would handle things together, which, um, you know, I've realized more and more as I've gotten older, how fortunate we were for the family structure. Um, even, you know, with difficulties, every family goes through it. Mm -hmm. Um, but to, to, to really have to rely on each other, we didn't even have an option, but it was never seen as a burden or anything. We just, um, Mm -hmm. stuck together it out. So, um, four sisters, only boy, um, three older, one younger, and we're all super tight. Um, and you know, even to this day, um, you know, everyone's, you know, thriving. I'm very thankful. I was actually talking to Claire about this the other day, Mm -hmm. um, looking at everything that's happened from the pandemic, um, you know, to now. And while there were some dark times, you know, we're very fortunate that everyone's um, seeing some of the best success in health, wealth, relationships, all the things. So it's, it's definitely a blessing. Um, here is something that I was really concerned with when I was really having morning, morning sickness and I could only eat like crap food, which is actually kind of where I'm still at now. Um, I was like, okay, so if I'm only eating cheese and like fried carbs, uh, (laughs) how am I, is, how's the baby getting enough nutrients? And people were like, as long as you take the prenatal every day, you are, you're good. Like your baby's getting what it needs. And especially with such an amazing prenatal, like modern fertility's prenatal. So good. They're so good. Um, they are doctor backed. Um, they like really did a lot of, they had like so many medical advisors to develop a perfect prenatal that stands apart from so many options out there. And also if you aren't even pregnant and you want to get your body ready to be pregnant one day, if that's something that you choose or want in your life, um, I actually have modern fertility prenatal multivitamin because it has so many nutrients in it. My First of all, my favorite part about it is that it comes in this really cool blue reusable bottle, which I thought was mm-hmm. just genius and like very environmentally friendly. Um, so they send you a pouch with like new ones and you just use the same bottle for it. And it's like really pretty actually in my vitamin cabinet. It's like the prettiest thing. But also like all my friends that are getting pregnant now, I'm like, hey, I want amazing hair. Like I want all this stuff and all these nutrients that, you know, you're to support. I want all these nutrients that support your body before, during, and after pregnancy too. And so I'm sort of taking them for the before part. And I just wanted people to know that modern fertility is for anyone that wants to take them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, yeah, they're basically like really good multi multivitamins. They have 12 essential nutrients that are recommended by OBGYNs um, to support your body during, before, and after pregnancy. These are vegetarian, gluten-free. They have zero preservatives or filler ingredients that you don't need. They also have balanced iron and other nutrient levels to keep your tummy happy, which is, you know, very important when you're not feeling so good a lot. Um, And they infuse every capsule with a hint of citrus to also make it go down easy. Uh, So here's how you get them guys you can get your prenatal multi-subscription and it gets you 60 capsules per month for for 30 dollars but right now our listeners can get 
30% off their starter kit, including one month of capsules and a free glass jar, which Naz was talking about at modernfertility.com slash get it 30. Honestly, just do it for the jar, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's modernfertility.com slash get it 30. So get it three zero for thirty percent off your modern fertility prenatal multivitamin starter kit. Again, you guys are not going to want to miss out on this. That's modernfertility.com slash get it thirty. Get it three zero. Um, and honestly, just watch your body react. You're gonna love them. It's, it's crazy awesome. like how when we're like in those moments of darkness, like whether it's a breakup or a parent dies, we like in the moment you just think it's and it is very much the worst traumatic thing that's like happening yeah. to you. You can't get out of it. And then, or even if like you lose a job and then like years or months down the line, you're like, oh, that was the best thing that ever happened to me because blah, 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 this. Do you have, yeah. did you have any sort of breakthroughs like that where you're like, oh, I am this way. Thank God this happened. This was the gift that I received from these traumatic experiences that I had. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, growing up, definitely my, my relationship with my father's changed a lot over the years. So I'm baby Dale, I'm Dale jr. Uh, and my dad is, is, uh, you know, definitely my best friend, uh, just like my mom was. Dale's such a cool name too. I, <laughs> I like, like the name Dale. Oh, there yeah. aren't a every, lot of Dales. The only Dale aren't. I know is Dale Earnhardt. Like okay. that's the so only every, Dale every in the time, world. Every time, uh, I introduce myself and to this day, uh, I've had, I've had many people, uh, definitely women laugh at me and say, your name is Dale. And like, just laugh in my face. I'm like, I, I don't think it's that bad of a name. I think it's you. They, they, they laugh at you. They're like, that's terrible. They, I, I guess, you know, I, I don't look like a Dale. And then they find out I'm from South Dakota, which is a conversation piece. Um, I still have my South Dakota ID to this day. So I always send back to get it. That's um, yeah, I know it's hilarious, but, um, you know, I think just if, if we talk about moments um, growing up, I think the fact that I was the man of the house at such a young age was very, very important uh, for my development as a man. But also, um, you know, as I prepare for, you know, life with the family and marriage and and things down the road, um, I I understand what it's like to have to be there and uh, be willing to support or sacrifice for the greater good of the family. Um, and we're, we're all like that. Um, definitely also when my mom passed, which was a traumatic time, uh, that was one of the hardest times in, in my life, uh, in our entire family, she was a rock that really held everything together. Um, but looking back at it, I really had to step back and realize that, I could not help my family go through the grieving process. I couldn't do anything to help my sisters or my dad, who was with my mother for over 40 years, grieve and um, have closure. And I had to really take a step back. And this has helped me a lot in life to realize that um, in certain instances, those are the struggles and those are the battles that people have to go through and figure it out on their own, no matter how much you want to help and really fix those things. And, and I've carried that over in relationships. I've had to really learn that. Um, sometimes the best thing you can do and the only thing you can do is just be there and try to love and support someone, mm-hmm. but you can't fix all those problems. And my relationship with my mother is is different. It's more spiritual now, but we have you know an amazing 
uh, relationship. And, you know, I got to spend uh, over 28 years of my life with one of the greatest women I could ever imagine. And most people don't get that, you know, and, and I know that. And it took me a little bit to accept that and have that perspective. Uh, but looking back now, it's, um, it's just, uh, you know, just a different way of, of viewing things. So that, that has shaped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think for the first time, especially after my mother passed, um, I really decided to focus on myself fully and my happiness. Um, obviously I want the people around me to, to be happy and I want them to be supported. But, um, at the end of the day, I would give my last, last breath for her at any moment. And once I knew she was in a better place and at ease, I felt like in my life, I could really fully start focusing, uh, or I did start focusing, uh, on myself, my health and happiness and future. That's so beautiful. I love the way you phrase it. Cause I think when people lose parents, it's, it's not, we always say I lost a parent, but you don't really lose them or I don't believe that. I think your parent dies, but you just have a different relationship with them, like you said, like spiritually. But that's awesome that you learned all that stuff from your mom and now you're like focusing on yourself. Let's talk about your own happiness. Like how did you focusing on your own happiness lead you to sort of apply to be on Bachelorette? Yeah, so I was actually nominated, um, and uh, of course, of course, of course, I, yeah, I was, of course. And, <laughs> why, why would I ever think that you submitted yourself? No, I, I'm I like, never... whenever I ask this question, it's like I'm the only person I know who who just signed up for themselves. <laughs> well, I, and, and I don't think about literally the experience. From, I'm dead. Actually, my experience so is different than most people. The experience is something I would wouldn't change for the world. Um, uh, no, but so, I think most men get nominated, right? Like I don't yeah, think yeah, most yeah, men go common. out of their way to go online yeah. to abc.com yeah. slash casting and like submit a photo. But <laughs> also if you do, that's incredible. I think that's very amazing. Yeah, incredible. I mean, do what you do, what you do. Shoot your shot, right? Yeah. Um, I was nominated by uh, Ty Ty, who's like a little sister to me in New York. And she is always asking me, who are you dating? Who are you seeing? I never see you with anyone. And I will say, especially after transitioning from sports, like sole focus was, and I, it had to be that way, transitioning and moving to New York City. I just had to really build and reframe a life. And I was just focused on me. Um, she nominated me. And I think it was October of two years ago now, um, I got a call from one of the, one of the producers uh, and they asked me if I'd be interested in being on the show. And I called her right after. I was like, they called me. There's no way I'm doing this shit. Like, I can't mm-hmm. I can't put all the business out there. And she's like, no, you promised me if, uh, if they called you, uh, you'd go through the process. So I was like, all right, you have my word. I'll go through the process. And um, it's, it's a pretty uh, in-depth process, which I know um, y- y'all are both aware. And it wasn't until like a week before uh, everyone was actually flying out and leaving for Claire's season um, that I fully committed to it. Um, I was just very, very weary about not having an idea of who it could be, especially, uh, you know, 32, I'll be 33 in September. I just thought if I was going to lay out and really open up and put it all out there, I wanted to make sure that it was with someone who could handle and really understand. And um, I was very, very serious and am serious about building a family. That's all I've ever had growing up. And that's all I wanted. Um, So yeah. And then I think I was just ready for a change too. I feel like uh, 
so much of my life, I've wanted to control every aspect of things or I've had to, or had no option. Um, and this was something where I knew I'd have to fully give up control. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was also very, very on guard and because I understand how reality, reality TV goes and how things can be portrayed. And I also don't like the way that uh, people of color have been portrayed in the media. And I was very, very um, cautious with how I was, or if I was going to approach it. And then, you know, finally, after talking to my sisters and stuff, they're like, just do it. You know, um, I think you'll, you'll enjoy it. Put yourself out there and you never know what can happen. And that's, that's pretty much the ride that got me uh, to The Bachelorette. Okay. I just, I just want to stop for a second and tell you guys about this really like revolutionary, really exciting thing that can change your life if you get migraines. And I'm very passionate about this because I have very close, dear friends of mine. I have three friends. None of them Lauren know. Lauren, two. Lauren, two. No. Oh, four. Um, four really close friends that suffer from migraines. And it's like a whole thing. Like some of them can't even take birth control pills because the blue dye in the pill like mm. can trigger a migraine. I have another friend who literally when she would get a migraine, one time she got one driving and she goes blind when she gets them. So it's very, so it's very scary. It's life-threatening. Um, you know, thank God. It's her- not, well, what well, can, it's, it's only saying- life-threatening behind the wheel. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Like it yeah. can be life-threatening. And anyways, just, I say this all to say, I want to tell you guys about Cove because the doctors at Cove, they only treat migraines. So right now it's the leading online migraine clinic. They specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of migraines from the comfort of your own home. So with only one specialist per 80,000 migraine sufferers in the United States, Cove makes quality care accessible and affordable. Um, And if you go with cove.com and you complete their online consultation, um, which by the way is designed by leading neurologists, it's as thorough as an in-person doctor visit. I'm telling you guys, if you get migraines, this will change your life. And with Cove, you can have more migraine-free days. Um, Best part is that they're affordable. So their doctor fees and prescriptions are as little and less as most insurance co-pays. Like their prescriptions start at just like $10 a month. Mm-hmm. And there's a licensed doctor that's going to review your migraine history and recommend a treatment plan customized specifically to your needs. And the prescriptions will be delivered to your door. No more waiting for a doctor's appointment, pharmacy lines. Um, and you get specialized care to help you better control your migraines. And like Nat says, it's affordable. Um, and you guys can have more migraine-free days. The doctors at Cove have treated 2.4 million migraines attack migraine attacks and counting. So you can read all those reviews. They're amazing reviews. Um, 96% of patients give the doctors in their care five stars. So you can go to withcove.com slash get it for 55% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping. Guys, that's 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping at with cove.com slash get it. So that is spelled W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash get it with cove.com slash get it. So Claire wasn't announced until, you know, I feel like March. So was it you guys being in the hotel already when you found out who the bachelorette was going to be? 
No. So they announced it on GMA before we left um, for the show. So I knew, um, I think it was like February 28th or something like that. But like really close, like closer than most guys have to do. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really close. Um, And so knew that. And I think it was less, yeah, less than a week or about a week later that we finally flew out. And it was, it was really weird because obviously we're sitting in the hotel and then the whole pandemic is starting to really break out. Um, And I I remember going to the airport and it was my first time really paying uh, a lot of attention to it. And the Uber driver just smelled like straight Clorox bleach, you know, (laughs) and it hadn't caught on everywhere else. And it wasn't even it really mainstream media at the time. And then we flew in and we're prepping for the show. And that's when you see like the NBA uh, cancel their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember watching that and producers and everyone are like, you know, just hang tight. We're going to do everything we can. We're just monitoring the situation. Mm-hmm. But I knew as soon as they canceled that NBA game, I was like, there's yeah. no way in hell that we're going on and we're filming this show. So they actually cut it the the night before we were going to do uh, limo interest entrances. Right. And I flew back to South Dakota. I couldn't even fly back to New York. So I was back wow. there all the way till um, mid-June. But you probably I, enjoyed that. Were you I, staying I, with family? Yeah. So I was okay. staying with, uh, with my sister, Robin, and I, I loved it. Uh, right away, though, it was hard because no one knew what was going on. Yeah. And I was almost getting FOMO. And a lot of people have said this. I felt like I should be in the trenches in New York in the early stages because yeah. I'm talking to my friends on the phone and you know, they're saying how bad it is and you're hearing ambulances over and over again. But I almost felt guilt because I felt like, you know, that was my city and that was my home. Oh, you're such a New Yorker. It was New York had such a storyline over COVID and not to change, but it was like, you know, Seinfeld, Jerry came out with that article. Ashley, did you see that where he was so mad? Everyone was saying New York is dead, you know, and he was like, you're not a real New Yorker and the city. Yeah, will come I know back. exactly but what you're talking about. I guess it's funny. Like Ashley and I don't live in New York, but it, I guess it, it, you're proving that it's a real thing. People felt guilty, like not being there and just yeah, sticking I mean, it out. I'd be like fresh South Dakota air. I know. I'd be like, oh my God, air, 200 people at high school. Like, I'm so safe here. It it was amazing though. It took me a couple weeks to settle in, but that's the most time I've spent with my family since high school. So in hindsight, it was was amazing. And my my sister wasn't able to work. My dad wasn't able to work. Um, You know, so it was was just great that we could be there. And and again, I love where I grew up. I love Mm -hmm. everything about it. But... And it was like, it didn't exist in South Dakota. So I was very wow. blessed I'll say that or fortunate to a yeah. degree until we went into filming. It, you didn't see any spikes or anything there. So right. I left right when some of that stuff started happening. And then I was in a bubble. <clears throat> How mentally, like Ashley and I work in this industry and I, I sort of feel this way where people don't realize the hurry up and wait, like get ready and wait for me is very mentally exhausting. It's very much a part of my job. And for someone with anxiety, like, I'm like, I just want to get this out. I have it memorized. Like I need, I want to do the thing. Um, did you feel that way when you were like literally about to meet Claire the next day? Yeah, did you have you had cold to feet? Wait? Like how mentally exhausting was that? And what was going through your mind while you're in South Dakota? Did you second guess going back yeah. to the show? Like what were you feeling during that time? Uh, so I was mentally prepared and to obviously fully go on the show. And I would say the great thing is, you know, who the lead is. 
and you can prepare yourself mentally and emotionally for that. But I remember in June, um, I flew back to New York, uh, to shoot a project. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to do this filming. Like I, I was, you know, pre-show, you know, we talk about like these three to five year plans. I, there were so many good things happening that I'd worked so hard for. Um, and I think it was just that little bit of moment in doubt. And I went back and saw the city and I got a little nervous because I was like, what's going to happen? How are things going to change? I just felt like I, I didn't know if I was willing to put everything else in on hold that much longer, especially in the midst of everything that was going on in the pandemic. Um, but and they, they didn't even know if the show was going to go. It, it wasn't until I think like June 25th, maybe um, a little bit earlier where they're finally like, okay, we got the green light. Cause productions couldn't even go back into to shooting. Um, and I think the show narrowly missed, like they just got approved and then other shows were getting turned down right after that because spikes were going on. Wow. So I, there was definitely a moment where I didn't know um, if I was going to go back, but I actually had a conversation with my dad and he's like, I, I asked him, you know, what do you think I should do? Um, if this goes, do you think uh, Claire and I will connect? And he's like, you know, your spirits and your souls um, are already uh, aligned and united if it's meant to be. So he's like, I, I say you just go do it, um, you know, and put your heart out there. You've been preparing for this. And then after that conversation with him, I was I was fully in. Um, and then when it you- was just... I'm sorry. It's just like to cut. It's like it really when you think about like when I think about Ashley and Jared's evolution of like everything that had to happen for them to end up together. And I'm always fascinated by this with like anyone's story. That's why I love hearing about how people meet. And Ashley had like her own show, like actually asking people Harry met Sally like style how people met because it's so insane. But when you think about like the trajectory and like so many things that got in the way of you and Claire being together, it is astounding. Like there was a global pandemic. Like you almost didn't do it. Like your friend nominates you. You almost don't do it. Then you go. Then there's a pandemic. Then there's another chance for you to back out. Then you go. Then Claire, like historically, recordly, is the first bachelorette to just like leave because she's like, it's just you. Can you can you talk about that sort of first human IRL interaction with her and like what that felt like? Because to people watching, I think it's like, whoa, like she's gonna, you know, obviously everyone was like, whoa, she's just gonna leave, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, and I, I don't know, and I hadn't seen any of the other conversations it wasn't until um the show premiered where i actually saw you know her reaction uh with me coming out of the limo <laughs> and i'm someone who i feel really calm for the most part um but i was so fucking nervous um i remember walking up and you know i'm getting situated and i felt fine uh and then once we actually are face to face it's like it goes blank um but the the feelings and the emotions were were so real and that's something that i hadn't felt in a long time. I was in a very serious relationship before that, um, you know, which was a great relationship at the time. We just were at different phases in our lives. And I think anytime you go through something like that, um, with anything in life that your heart's in, it it takes a piece. If you lose that, or if you go in a different direction, it definitely takes a piece of you. And I'm someone who tends to, to just bury things. And I think that's like how I've 
come up and I felt like I've had to over years. A lot of men do that. Um, but, but Claire really brought a lot out of me that emotions and feelings that I had, I didn't like, I hadn't felt in a long, long time, or I didn't even know if I have ever felt it in that capacity. Um, and as we got to spend more time together on the show, I just felt more and more calm and not a, not a sense of like confidence or arrogance. I just felt at ease. I felt I was in the right spot. Our conversations were, were smooth, but you know, she has the capacity and the ability to love deeper than, and stronger than anyone I've ever met. And while there's so many things that, you know, are portrayed on TV and that people see or with edits and all those things, if her heart is in it, like her heart is all the way in it. And there's no um, mistaking that. And I, you know, I really appreciated that because I feel like for me, that's how I am with the people in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no in between. Um, but it was a, it was a ride. I mean, I remember when they said, oh, you know, it's finally like she's she's going to leave the show. Um, this that's a wrap. You know, this is, mm-hmm. this is the end of the show. Um, and I was like, you know, you're never you don't even know what to do. Our first date, I remember when there was like a pause, you know, a group date thing like mm-hmm. and it was awkward on TV, but no one knew what to do. That's our first time in anything like that. So then it's like, all right, we're done. What's next? Yeah. Uh, I remember when Chris uh, came and talked to me, but even then I felt, I felt calm. I think, you know, at the end of the day, it was in my heart, my mind, it was always going to be her and I wow. uh, at the end of it. Um, so it's a, it's a unique story for sure. Um, cool. Yeah. And I mean, as soon as we were done, I mean, there's still so much stuff circulating. We're over a year out now. And I think about how heavy we've had to build this relationship in front of the media, but it's been pretty much on front and center since last August, even July before we even knew it because of filming. And that's not easy to do. All right. If you are looking for a therapist, you feel like you need some help. We have the people for you. It's BetterHelp. And you guys, if you're a listener of this podcast, you've heard it a, a lot of times. And that's because we love them and we believe that you guys love them too. So BetterHelp is going to assist your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. And you can start talking with them in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's actual professional counseling. And you can send a message to your counselor at any time. What I love about BetterHelp is I think it's just, you know, as we move into this world of like health, wellness is, or mental health is just as important as like physical health. Um, I think a lot of people are paying more attention to their thoughts and are being more aware of like how anxiety and depression and all these things, self-esteem issues, like come in the way of you just literally living your best life. Like you know, as Kourtney Kardashian says, like, I'm just living life. We all are just out here wanting to live life. And sometimes it's really hard to do when all these things like relationships, sleeping, trauma get in the way. So if you guys want to start feeling better and reach out to counseling, the service is available for clients worldwide. Everything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. My favorite part about it is that it's affordable. Um, also, so many people have been using better help that they're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So at, we all want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash get it. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash get it. 
Um, Naz and I always kind of like, we're the kind of breed of woman who like, we, we can't really hide it. We're just like, oh, I love you. It's like, oh, like, I have so many feelings and I can't play it cool. And yeah. I find Claire to be like so endearing and relatable in that way. Mm-hmm. Had you ever been with a woman like that before? And like, was that a quality that you liked or was that intense at first? Yeah, I mean, question. Because we that, feel like guys don't like that. I think I think that's sort of the society stigma, right? Society. Like, to, to, to be the cool girl, to yeah. act like yeah. you don't care. I mean, I think anyone, obviously, they got to be themselves. For me, the fact that we were on camera and stuff, like I'm very reserved. I'm someone who, um, as much as I, I, you know, share things socially, I'm actually very private with my personal life. Um, and I think just being around sisters and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I want to, I'll be overly cautious more than anything. Um, so it was a lot, I would say right away. Um, especially the fact that you're on cameras. I, and I keep in mind, I, I had never watched the show. Yeah. And you had no concept of it. At I, all, right? I, I truly had no concept of the show at all. And I, I didn't watch, um, a lot purposely before because I didn't want to go in there with a preconceived notion. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to go in there. You know, everyone talks, has positive things to say. Some people have horror stories. Mm-hmm. I I kind of went in there blind, but that's the way, you know, I, I intended to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, I think it was a lot, you know, the first few days and the first times we spent together, but then after that, it was like, all right, hey, I'm here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, you know, whatever you need and vice versa. So yeah. um, I think I, you know, I appreciated it for sure. Um, and that's the thing, you know, she pulled a lot out of me that was probably uncommon. Um, but those are things I need. And also just as a man, I mean, um, it was never anything that was too much for me to handle. Mm-hmm. I think it's just with anything you're you're learning and meeting someone and it's a relationship that you're building backwards. So it's just an adjustment. I love that you were able to share with us that she pulled a lot out of you that you had never felt before. And obviously there's like the obvious things you guys have in common, like losing someone really close to you. But the reason why I love that you shared that is because I think you're right. Like the way editing and media and just judgments go around, like I'm going to call myself out a little bit because I remember you really didn't, you didn't even reach out to me and you and I have been friends from afar, you know, like for a while, Mm -hmm. like just following each other on Instagram over the years. But I remember so many people would, I would talk to so many people and be like, oh, I know that guy. And I think like the judgment I sort of surrounded around you was I think the girl that you were dating at the time I met you was like an athlete, you know? And so I think it's easy to think like, it's like, oh, does does this guy really want to go on and like be in a relationship? You know, it's like people think all these things, but they don't know you. They don't like know your story. They don't hear and they can't see that connection that you like so eloquently put into words that you had with yeah. her. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. I Do you mean, feel and, like and people I, perceive I, you I, in that I, way? Do you think people oh, think you're like, because it's like even me as someone who's like met you. Yeah. But I think that of everyone that goes on the show now because of Instagram, I think also from a producer yeah. standpoint, right? I'm always like, okay, why is this person, what's their energetic motivation behind going, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I and, and that's completely understandable. I mean, I've, I've battled that my, my entire life, whether it was just because of being an athlete, um, you know, just different things with like friends, relationships, career, whatever, whatever the case. But, and you're like a good looking, you know what I mean? It's like you yeah, have yeah, all these yeah. things that people create judgments around. I, I kind of yeah. wanted to build on that. Okay. So yeah. basically he has the looks 
and the personality of somebody who can like be a player. When I say your personality, it's because like you are so calm and like suave, but you come across <laughs> like the perfect gentleman, which is why I want to know like how your sisters probably helped shape that. Where you're like, yeah. I can't help the fact that I'm good looking and nice, yeah, and have perfect <laughs> teeth and, and it's like, have gentlemanly qualities. Right. It's nonsensical to think that people wouldn't think that you could be a great bachelor, if that makes sense, right? I think the same happened with, and I know you haven't watched the show, with when Jordan went on JoJo season, right? I think a lot of people are like, oh, this guy wants to be the bachelor. And it's like no fault to you that you were blessed with these genes and like athletic ability and, <laughs> and good smile and like, and can express your emotions, which is also hard for to find in a lot of men that are good looking, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've It is, I've tried. <laughs> I, I understand those things come in um, to play. You know, my parents, if anything, uh, shaped and instilled that into all of us. Um, you know, at the the number one thing was always respect. I mean, I just remember it, as kids, you know, my dad would always say, you know, you're no better than any other person. Um, we were taught to be servant leaders in anything that we did. Um, and at the end of the day, like, you know, your respect and your name is really all, you, all that you have. Um, so I think, and it was tough because everyone's going to say something like the internet's undefeated. Everyone's going to think mm -hmm. and say whatever they want. But I, I've definitely learned at a young age, uh, just of how I was growing up. If I listened to everything that people said about me or my family, mm -hmm. um, you know, it would, it would consume me even after the fact. And then you talk about the show. Um, there's so many things that get circulated, uh, circulated and even, and, and even, to now, like with Claire and I's uh, relationship, um, you know, people will focus on on one thing versus um, the bigger picture. And I, I think the show, what it actually does, it's you think of fantasy sports, but everyone chooses a side. You know, everyone will choose a side in it. And at the end of the day, you can't you can't win those battles. And it's not our our job to try to explain everything to everyone. So the, mm -hmm. the best thing I can do, um, and this is all I've been able to do throughout my whole life, is just be me. And you know, in life you make mistakes. Um, and you know, you can do everything right and people will still jump all over you. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, I'm happy, I'm good, and I can go to sleep at night uh each and every day just comfortable you know what i'm saying amazing so mm -hmm. proud of you that's so great because i feel like you did you did have a sort of media storm around that and i'm sure even people in your life you know it's like people just judge as humans it's like human nature i think yeah and i think like that's one thing um and i've talked to you know a lot of the guys on the show and we're so close and they've helped me through so many things because these are the people that you know really spend a lot of time around you but then also your tribe and your uh the people who love and care about you and mm -hmm. it's like you know they can see through so many other things but i will say um I wouldn't, I, I say this over and over, I wouldn't change anything for the world. And I'm, I'm happy in it that I've learned and experienced some of these things, um, you know, early on, but also it's tough with the relationship because it's, it's amazing. I was talking to Mark Groves, who's a good friend, and he was saying, it's amazing how many people put their hopes and dreams in the success of your relationship. Wait, um, Mark and, Groves? Yeah. Yeah. Mark Does Groves. Does he create the love? Yep. Oh yeah. my God. Incredible Instagram. Account. Uh, Everybody yeah. should follow. I'm obsessed with him. I didn't know you're friends with him. That's so cool. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he's a good dude, good dude, but also he, he definitely provided some advice for me. Um, 
and uh, Claire and I both both follow him and you know uh, take things uh, here and there. Mm-hmm. But the best thing that we did, I think, overall, and we per- we personally don't dive into the relationship too heavily. We mm-hmm. we decided to to keep more of our stuff private and you know respect that. But um, I think the best thing that we've done is literally we've just focused on one another. So whatever has happened, you know in the downtime, what people don't see, um, those, those things are for us to know and to continue to build. And I, you know, Ash, you could attest to this being in a public relationship. It's, it's very important to really just keep those certain things for yourself and, um, try to build that foundation as, as strong as possible. And then, you know, from there, everything else will handle itself. Especially in the beginning, like, That was where Jared and I were so misunderstood is because there was so much going on off camera and then you get to see little snippets on TV and people like create these huge judgments and you're like, no, you know nothing. (laughs) Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. (laughs) <laughs> anyway okay well we want to talk a little bit more about you i definitely want to talk about like what you you're doing like for good because you are involved with the special olympics because of your sister who has special needs and the special olympics just went um wasn't it just go down in tokyo um so they're they're actually with the 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 pandemic shifted a lot of um the world games so actually this winter in 2022 uh, we're going to Russia for the Special Olympics Winter Games. Whoa, you're gonna go? Yeah, That's I mean, as long wild. as I'm able. To. Um, so I've been a global ambassador since 2015. That's um, amazing. I, my sister was a Special Olympics athlete growing up, and uh, I got involved on the global scale. Yeah, 2015, um, beyond just the local side, and it's it's been the most life changing um, and powerful thing. I've ever experienced. Um, actually, the first games I went to, the World Games, was in LA at the time, um, and they brought in seven thousand athletes from 150 countries. 
Um, so it's the second biggest sporting event aside from the Olympics. Um, oh. in the world. yeah. Wow. Which were cool. Uh, what did your sister play? Uh, she, um, she did uh, wheelchair basketball and, you know, some of the, some of the like track and field throws. And this was back in South Dakota, you know, at a, at wow. a young age, but, um, I just naturally was always around it also with their unified sports and unified schools programs. Um, it affects so many students, but also really helps grow communities. And that, um, is something that, you know, I'll be involved with till the day I die. And, um, it's been really amazing. The people that I've met, um, the stories that I've heard. And, you know, as I continue to, uh, you know, get older and more involved, I want to bring as much to the table for that as possible, especially coming out of the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm excited about it. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen as far as if I'll be in Russia or not, but, That's um, so cool. yeah. So which I'm, sister is this Robin? Or which no, sister is this, this is my sister Amber. So she's Amber. five years older than me. Yeah, okay. so you'll see her on the gram. But can you tell uh, us more about Amber and her journey yeah. in the Olympics? So uh, she just she was involved um, just at, again at the local level. Um, but my sister Amber, um, like at five years old, she just had it, had the flu or had the cold um, and woke up the next morning and she could never walk again. And, you know, you think about perspective and how that really shapes you. And, you know, I see pictures of her before um, she started getting sick. And I mean, she's beautiful now, but she was, she was fucking gorgeous, you know, street care. Um, And I, I remember, um, you know, I was so young when all this happened. All I've known is Amber, you know, um, post, uh, post sickness, um, and she's been the most amazing and best spirit ever. Um, mm. and what happens is like when she gets sick, her white blood cells attack her nervous system. Um, and you know, over the course of the years that, um, has progressed. But, um, when I say that, uh, she was definitely a foundational piece and really held it together for me and, um, my other sister, she was the rock. I like when I started kindergarten, I was reading at, um, uh, a fifth grade level because every day after school for a year, she would just teach me everything that she learned every single Aww, day. And so she's sweet. the one who, um, <laughs> I, and I, I, well, I guess we can't get child services called on us now, but we could, we couldn't even afford a babysitter. So like, it was right. like me, Amber and Robin. No, did, did any, look, my parents left my brother and I alone, like literally when I was like seven, I was like, this <laughs> is not, or yeah. like even younger. Yeah. So we, uh, but we were just always together. And even to this day, like, I mean, texts over and over and over again, every night, um, Amber and I talk, but that's how our entire family is. Um, and I think anything, and this is true with everyone in our family, if we're doing something in life, there's a reason or a story behind it. And it's usually tied, um, to one another, like the special Olympics is for, um, you know, my sister Amber, um, and you know, all the things that, and how our community helped and supported us growing up. And, and that was a really big part of it. You know, Um, my sister, she was always driven to get into real estate, which she's starting to have some uh, great success now because my family never owned a home. Um, so she bought a first home. That's so cool. Congrats. There's always a purpose behind different things. But um, 
yeah, that's, you know, Amber, she's one of a kind. You'll see her on the gram or, or something like that. And my goal is um, next time we have a big event in the, the, the U.S., I want to make sure that she's, um, she's at uh, one of the big games here in the United States. So once we get through yeah. the pandemic, um, you know, we'll definitely do that. That's what was here. her diagnosis? Uh, an autoimmune disease. I can't even think of the name of it right now. When she was diagnosed, there was only eight cases of it in the entire world. So it was wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, over the course of the years, um, and when we were young, you know, she had to have like brain surgery for, for tumors. You talk about hospitals. Like, I feel like we lived in a hospital, um, you know, up through middle school, just with things that would go on with her periodically. But again, we had great support system, the community I grew up in. Um, you talk about how, how much they rallied around our family and helped support us uh, over a period of time. And that's, again, those are things that you don't get in a lot of places. And um, we were so fortunate to, to grow up. And that's why I have so much love and pride for where I grew up in, in my home state. And whenever I feel like I'm surrounded by people who aren't either able-bodied or have some type of disability, it just reminds me of the resilience of like the human spirit and there's so much yep. to learn. And I love like now there's so there slowly we're getting more representation, you know, for people who are deaf. Like I watched this film called Sound of Metal last year and I realized like, oh, I'm the one that's disabled. Like I can't speak sign language. Like that's a way that I can't communicate with people and like these things aren't disabilities in any way. What's like, what have you taken away by having Amber as a sister? Like, what has she taught you through her lens and experience about life? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like, you know, life's not as bad as we often uh, make it out to be. And <clears throat> it's amazing how much just like kindness and consistency and, and you know, laughing can completely change your life because, uh, you know, everyone that knows Amber, uh, knows her to a T and she's truly, you're never going to see her, uh, unhappy, disappointed. Um, she never forgets. It's like the small things that really make a big difference. Um, and then also just as I've gotten older and I'll say, even with the special Olympics organization, I I've really realized how, um, these inclusive communities, how they, sh they completely change, uh, whatever town or city that they're in. Um, you know, I focus a lot on the unified sports program. Mm -hmm. uh, but the unified schools program is actually one of um, the top training programs um, for healthcare practitioners and nurses to make sure that they're actually, um, I mean, they're farther along because they know how to treat people with intellectual and physical disabilities. Mm -hmm. Whereas most people come out of college and have never seen a patient like that. And a lot of the testing that they do on these athletes for the world games and the, the treatments, they get carried over and transferred into professional sports because um, there's so much attention to detail and care that has to be taken. Right. And these are usually some of the top, um, you know, healthcare professionals in their field have all gone through um, or worked with Special Olympics at some time. I love that. It's amazing. Great. And that means a lot to me that you, that they include intellectual disabilities because my brother has learning disabilities. And I feel like sometimes when it's not like physical, I've said this before, it can sort of fly under the radar and there's like people out there that need help. So that's so cool. So that's what's next for Amber. Where, where are you sort of in your in your life trajectory? Not that you are your career or anything, but, and we know you want to be like a director, but what... 
Is there anything exciting? And a dad. And a dad. Like what? A zaddy. A zaddy. zaddy. (laughs) Are you, Um, yeah, like what's next? Are you guys thinking about having a family like soonish? Is that just sort of like in the somewhat near future? Yeah, I mean everything. Uh, you know, again with with us right now, we're we're just uh, we're focused on just building the strongest relationship as 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 we possibly can. Um, and obviously, the goal and everything in mind, um, even stepping into it, which you know I think a lot of people um, may feel different when they go on a show like this. But the goal is to 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 build a life, build a family you know, have a marriage. Um, but the best thing that, again, that we're, we've done is just, we're focusing on each other and building as strong of a foundation as possible. Um, you know, in life beyond that, um, I feel like, you know, now that things are opening up has been really exciting. You know, I'm starting to host uh, a lot more events, um, which has always been a really big focus of mine. Um, and getting back to creating, uh, it, w- it was tough because everything went virtual and digital, mm. which um, also last year I was filming a show. Um, but before I was doing a lot more in hosting, um, I was doing things during Super Bowl and all those things. Um, but again, I, I, I just want to continue as a, a storyteller. I, I really admire a lot of figures. Um, and I've been, you know, people are like, oh, you're just doing this for fame or this or that. And it's I mean, like, no, you've always, is, yeah. Yeah. My life is, I've had a life well before the show and not a lot of things have changed. I'm just still on that path. Um, you know, I want to definitely get more involved. Uh, the goal is to eventually do documentaries. Um, you yeah, know, I, like 30 for 30. So powerful. Special They're Olympics so 30 for 30. <laughs> They're yeah. so powerful. Um, and But that's the focus. I want to continue to build um, in front of the lens uh, as a host um, in sports and entertainment uh, and continually just try to get involved with more projects behind the lens and help other people share their stories. That's the biggest thing. So as we kind of wrap up here, we want to do some fun questions, some would you rather, some I don't get it. Um, yeah, Ashley, you had an <laughs> I don't get it, right? I do, I do. But I want to get to the I don't get it after we ask this very critical question that Naz okay. once asked a guy that she was dating <laughs> in the car. Um, okay, so she I'm like so was, fucking she lame. felt really awkward. There's an, a silence. <laughs> she wanted to fill it. And randomly she asked, what's your favorite donut? <laughs> and she felt so embarrassed. But I was like, that can tell so much about somebody. Um, and it's it's really because of how they answer it. Like the, the passion that did the, the deliver it with. Um, so one of our followers asked that question for you. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Can I just say, because I don't even <laughs> eat donuts. So it's oh, so funny. But yes, yeah, so what do you have a favorite donut? Do you even eat I donuts? I love a Krona. Does that work? Yeah. yeah. That's so New yeah, York of you because that's, so I think, bad. where the cronut was born. So that is very emblematic of who I you late are. Nights as a in human. New York going to, I think it's called the Donut Pub. I've, I've tried a little bit of uh, all of them, but that, and I'm not going to lie, I love a fresh Krispy Kreme donut yeah. right right when they're made. Off the conveyor belt, just like melting in your mouth. And they're they're springing up now. I thought they'd like, I don't know. I thought they were like bankrupt or something. They're like not though. (laughs) (laughs) I know. They're like always at Albertsons. They're killing it still. I Um, think that there was just a time. When that red light's on, you got to go check it out. That's so funny. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. 
Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. This podcast also is just like a major fast food connoisseur sort of like space. Do you like, do you (laughs) indulge or are you just like super clean with your eating? Like what's your like guilty sort of like I'm going in today? Uh, I I don't make food my enemy, honestly. I used to do it. I think um, when I was transitioning out of uh, sports and I, I was modeling with Wilhelmina at the time, I remember that like, I went through this phase where I felt like I had to fit this mold, like just like women, you know, men deal with it all the time too. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I just got to a point, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm going to enjoy myself, I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, but there's nothing better to me than just like authentic street tacos, street tacos mm-hmm. through and through. You got to move to I, LA I, then. I know mm-hmm. they're everywhere. The The place I used to live uh, in LA had the best food truck right on the corner. I used mm-hmm. to uh, go there every day almost, but, um, and then hot wings. I'm a, I'm a huge Buffalo hot wing fanatic and there it's hard to find really, really good ones. So Not in, Florida's of, like a chicken wing state. Like I feel like when I ex- left Florida, like people, like now I just eat wings on Super Bowl Sunday, but I'm like, and I think this way about Thanksgiving. I think food. it's like, an East Coast thing. I'm like this. Maybe you're right, Ash, because obviously you're like yeah. Northeast. But like Thanksgiving food, I'm like, why don't we eat this more times throughout the year? Chicken wings. Why don't I eat it more? And like, I loved how in Florida, my mom was like, "We're getting wings and curly fries." Like that was like a thing. <laughs> my mom like the weekends. Yeah. yeah, they're so yeah, good. But- but I, I eat a little bit of everything. I love food. I'm an avid foodie. Um, obviously, I'm mindful of my health and wellness. I, I actually went back to school. I'm in, in the process right now of getting my health coaching certification. No way. Congrats. It's so cool. Yeah. And I honestly, the reason I did that, it's more on the holistic side. But mm-hmm. I think this year, I realized how much I was missing um, with community, but also um, anchors that kept me grounded on my spirituality in my mindfulness and everything. So mm-hmm. um, I made a commitment just to, to really go back. Um, so I'm uh, a quarter of the way done six month program, which I'm actually I'm loving it. Um, but yeah, I mean, life is, you know, it's, um, it's a it's an entire, like, a to- when they say total body approach, like mind, body, spirit, everything. So mm-hmm. I I just want to like make a quick note about something you said. I love that you said I don't make food my enemy because I think the energetic space that you bring behind a motivation is very important. Like I think when when we think of like losing weight, a lot of people want to lose weight because maybe deep down they just think that they need to look skinny sort of to be accepted. And I was very cognizant of like, I just want to eat healthy and lose weight to feel great. Not because exactly. I need to look a certain way so that guys like me are to, and just approaching it in that way with the energy behind it. I'm doing this to feel great, not to be accepted, I think is like huge. So I love that you said like, 
you're sort of in that holistic space and mind, body, yeah, food all number, connects. That's yeah. the number one thing. It's a, it's, it's just about being feel at the end of the day, it's all about just uh, health and happiness mm-hmm. and no one can define that by yourself. So um, yeah, that's a, that's the best approach. Did you ever have any embarrassing or awkward moments while modeling? Oh my God. I that's mean, such a good question. Like, how do you even have a model face? I, I like look like I'm <laughs> taking a shit. I, so I got into it. I was doing a lot of, uh, sports, um, working with top fitness brands and things like that. Um, but I've definitely had, uh, an embarrassing moment. I, I got booked for a project and I thought I was going to like some Broadway, um, thing. And they're like, Oh, there are going to be costumes and everything there. Um, this don't worry, this will just be internal or whatever. Like, <laughs> the party city costumes that have haunted you. This is so away. mean girlsy. Yo, I'm two hours away. I roll into this place and I walk in, I'm like, where, where the fuck am I right now? And then, um, uh, I start seeing some of the costume and I'm someone who doesn't like, I don't dress up for Halloween. I don't. And I was like, Oh God, what do I do? I remember calling my agent. I was like, this is not what it is, what you said it was going to be. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and he's like, just knock it out. You don't got to do it ever again. And I mean, yeah, that's how the whole party city thing came. And I, um, I remember after it just thinking like, uh, I hope this just never sees the light of day. And, you know, it's... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Guys, I don't know what you're talking about. Were you in, like, some viral party city thing that I'm... Once he, unbe- like, oh, hit, this you was, know... This was viral. But you, I just learned to laugh about it. I mean, if that's the worst thing... I wait, mean, tell, can you tell me and other people who don't know what happened? Oh, it's what like happened? A, the, the thing that went viral was, like, a Superman outfit, a Dale Taco, and then... Uh, <laughs> a Dale Taco! Like a, a warrior, like, like a gladiator. Wait, I have oh, to yeah. Google this right I think now. Chris Harrison, uh, I think Chris Harrison actually wore it for uh, Halloween last year. I felt like he was Dale Moss, yeah. Party City. Oh my God, Dale, this is iconic. How did the, I miss just, this? So I ironic. This but is on TMZ, in- Bachelorette contestant Dale Moss models Halloween God. I know, but um, I don't know. But uh, hey, uh, you just got to learn and to leave, lean in and uh, laugh at it. I mean, I I never thought I'd see the light of day. It did. I mean, I got I got some racks off it, which is not the the full motivation. But after that, I said, never again am I I, I doing that. But it's it's funny at the end of the day. Like, hey, who cares? But that was the most embarrassing moment, um, and that came well after the fact. I think that was four years ago, over four years ago. Wow. All right. Wild. Well, let's let's wrap this up with the few I don't get it. Okay. So mine this week is I don't think I get self-checkout at the grocery store because no one <laughs> is no one is good at it and the line is always like you're like, "Oh, okay, self-checkout. Like those people have five items. I'll get right behind them." And then you have to call the check, you know, the person who's monitoring. There's like always, always a checkout you person. You always need their monitoring help. and then they always, yeah, need to come over. And here I am thinking like, oh, the guy in front of me, he was like must have been like 60. He was going really slow on it. Just like and I'm like, "Okay, I'm a hit millennial. I'm going to be able to like rip through this so that the people behind me don't get too annoyed at the fact that they've chosen a horrible line." <laughs> and then I get up there and the woman had to come up and like scan her little thingy four times because 
Um, <laughs> it was just like I, you know how it says like put your item in like on like the scale thing so that mm-hmm. like it knows that you checked something that you out. Checked it out. Right? I had something as light as like crystal light, okay, and it didn't register. So every oh, time I put it was something so light. that light down, it was like needs to needs to see cashier, and I'm like, oh my god, this just should not exist if we don't have the technology to make it efficient. Yeah. It's a whole thing, that self-checkout, man. I'll I, never look at self-checkout the same again. I hate self-checkout. I never do it because I, I like always... to support humans. <laughs> and and so, but then when those lines are long, I'm like, ugh, fine, I'll do self-checkout. No, the human line, no matter what, almost always is short. It's, it's faster. Not, no well, matter not in many, LA. It's well, the lines everybody's are so young so there, Naz. Oh, is that? Oh, that makes sense. That tracks, <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, I guess I... I should go back to Florida. I wonder if Oh Publix- my god, in Florida you die at the self-checkout line. I wonder if Publix even has self-checkout. Oh, Publix goes hard. I love Publix. Oh I my god, Publix. can we just Oh, the gummy bears, the pub subs. Like I miss yeah, Publix every goddamn fits. day. The what I, chips? I, love, I spend a lot of time in Florida in like Sarasota area and yeah. I love Publix. Oh my god. And the chicken, the fried chicken in Publix. Mm. All the things. Chef's All the kiss. Things. All right, what what other questions we got here? We have some other stuff for you. Do you have an idea to get it? Um, oh, yeah. I don't. I was actually looking because I, I had like a whole list last week. Down. And I think I went through 20. And so I don't have one right now that I can think of. Do you have one, Dale? I think so. I was just thinking about this because I was craving In-N-Out Burger. But I don't get. I don't get In-N-Out. So I don't oh, get God. how they cannot figure out a system to keep these lines from being around the block. I know people come, but there's got, I know they've got people out there working, but they, can they put in two drive up windows or something? They have, they, so in LA, there are ones with two drive up windows, but I, you know what, you know what I like about the line is it makes me feel like what's being made back there is fresh and not like, and not pop in the microwave. Like, you know, like I used to do a dunk. I mean, I still wait there all the time. I mean, yeah, I'll wait. Wait, what's your order at in and out uh, I do the um, protein style. Uh, oh, double, you, you're double, so double oh god! No, you <laughs> what happened to let yourself live? Double double protein. <laughs> How do you even hold the patties like within Listen. the slippery lettuce? That that just but, seems like a gravitational so this challenge. Is, this is the, so I get a double double protein style, and then I get a double double regular with the hot peppers oh, on. So okay. it kind of defeats All the respect. purpose. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You I just like, like I don't feel as guilty. I, I don't feel as guilty. So I love it's, those. That's peppers. that's a guilty pleasure for me too. There we go. I love it. Well, Dale, this has been so much fun. We're, thank you for your I don't get it. And thank you for your honesty, vulnerability, for coming on and talking to your Ashley time. and I. Your time. Um, so we are so happy for you and Claire. Like as someone, I mean, I can't speak for Ashley, but like as someone who worked on a couple shows that Claire was on, like to just know that sure, you, can you speak guys for me. are together, you know, and like so happy and like this journey, like so many people relate to Claire. I think Ashley and I mm-hmm. really do too yeah. because- you know, some, sometimes we're just getting up there in age and haven't found our person and like just knowing you and being lucky to have like met you, just, it just may, warms our hearts that you guys are together and like happy and it's so cool. So thanks for talking to us about it. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. I was excited to get on. Um, I, I, yeah, we haven't done a lot of interviews, um, separately, like even separately or together. So, um, it was fun to just get on and riff with y'all and I appreciate you thinking about me. Yeah, of Thanks, course. Dale. Where can people find you? Dale. 
Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Dale Moss 13. I'm starting to get my TikTok game going. Be Dale oh, Moss. Nice. TikTok. Yes. My alter ego is going to come we out. We got to do more. it too. Do you uh, dance? Because I feel like that's like a prereq to being on TikTok. I, I do some of the dances. I'm not the greatest dancer, um, but you know, I have fun with it. At the end of the day, like I don't, I don't, have a problem making a fool of myself and acting like a big ass kid. So right. I think, uh, you know, at, at the the very least I can do that. So there's some yeah. entertainment over there. Um, and, you know, Facebook, um, I think it's official Dale Moss. I don't use a Facebook that much. But <laughs> yeah. And then other than that, um, just check me out on social and then you'll see anything else that pops up. Amazing. All well, right. thank you, Dale. Thanks, this was Dale. so much fun. So good seeing you, friend. Yeah, Keep it's killing a, it. Uh, it's a pleasure. So I'm looking forward to following everything y'all have going on. And again, thank you for having me. You're so sweet. Bye. Bye. Take care, y'all. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. I don't get it. Podcast.